Welcome to Tordi Mecha Parsha with the OU Women's Initiative. My name is Rachel Besser, and today we'll, we will be studying Parsha Tazria and Parsha Metzora, two parshiot that are often read together. These two parshiot focus on the concepts of Tuma and Tara, the laws of purity and impurity. This state of being, this purity or impurity, affects when a person can and cannot enter the Beit HaMikdash. We begin with the Oledet, a woman who has just given birth. After childbirth, a woman is tamay, impure, and must undergo a purification process in order to regain her, her tahara, or her pure state, and be allowed to once again enter the mikdash. This process includes waiting a certain amount of time, immersing in the mikvah, and then bringing the korban. The text then turns to the laws of tsara'at. Tsara'at is a skin disease, where the skin turns white, commonly translated as leprosy, although it is not clear that it is the same disease. A person with tsarad is also tamay and has to go through a purification process, which is described in these two parshiot. One of the aspects of having tsarad is that the person must leave the encampment and live outside the city, basically going into quarantine, a word that we are now intimately familiar with, until the symptoms go away. The person then goes through a purification process, which includes a ceremony involving two birds, a cedar plank, a scarlet string, and water from a live stream. The person then shaves the entire body and re-enters the camp. Until now, in Sefer Vayikra, we have been contemplating the actions that we can do on this earth that connect us to Hashem. In Parshat Vayikra, we looked at the idea of korbanot, gifts, that we can give to the divine and engage in passionate service. Sav instructed us how to connect as a community. Shmini cautioned us to look at Hashem as both imminent with us, amongst us, as we do when we bring a korban, but also as transcendent, far from us, and to mind the boundaries between mortal people and the divine. Tazri and Mitzorah step into another realm of connection, the laws of Tamantara. Unlike the earlier parshio, these laws pertain to events that occur outside the temple. In fact, they are prerequisites to entering the temple, as one must be tahor, pure, in order to enter. The Rambam explains that the laws of Tormantara are a protection for the sanctity of the Beit HaMikdash, along the lines of the boundaries that Parsha Shmini presents. A person cannot simply walk into the temple to give a sacrifice. There needs to be more thought given to the state of being that one is in. Most people are Tamei all of the time, whether it's from childbirth, marital relations, seminal emissions, menstruating, walking through a cemetery, attending a funeral, or just touching a bug. Most people are constantly in a state of tuma and must go through a purification process to enter the Mikdash. This process, explains the Rambam, is important to maintain the seriousness and sanctity that the Mikdash deserves, so that we do not take the closeness that the Mikdash offers us for granted. There's a deeper understanding, though, of Tuma and Tara beyond just being a gatekeeper to entering the temple. Tuma which is usually translated as impurity, is actually a confrontation with mortality, an understanding that life is fragile and can end. That's why the main example of something that puts someone into a state of tuma is touching a dead body. Tuma comes with a confrontation with the idea that one's potential to continue to affect the world can end. Tara, in the opposite way, represents a reconnection to life and potential for growth.
That is why somebody is tame when they encounter a dead body, as we just said, or walk through a graveyard. The person is thrust into a contemplation of the potential that is lost and honors this by changing their spiritual state. One may not enter the Mikdash to connect with God in a visceral way unless one is in a state of connectedness to life and potential. This does not mean that one cannot connect with God outside of the Mikdash in a Tameh state through prayer and other rituals, but Korbanot themselves can only be given in a state of Tahara. Both Tuma and Tara are parts of everyday life, and the process of moving between the two states actually allows a person to better understand and appreciate what it means to be alive and the gifts of growth that life brings. The Yoledet, the woman who gives birth, who we read about in the beginning of the Parsha, has just gone through perhaps one of the happiest days of her life, giving birth to a child. This wonderful occasion, however, changes her state from one who has carried another living being inside of her to one that does not. While she's thrilled to welcome the baby into the world, her own status as one who was both alive and who carried life is diminished, and therefore she enters a state of tuma. This explains why the waiting period after having a boy before going to the mikvah is seven days, while after a girl is 14. Since the baby girl herself has potential to carry life, when the baby girl is born, the tumma is doubled, as the mother is not only no longer carrying the baby, but also not carrying the potential life that this baby could one day carry. The concept of connectedness, potential, and understanding the fragility of life connects to tzarat as well. Tzarat is not a normal disease. According to the Rambam, Says the Rambam, this change of clothes and in houses, because really tzarat spreads to not just is not just a disease of the skin, but is also a disease of a person's clothes or the house. This that the Torah calls tzara'at is not anything that we would consider natural, but actually it's an ot upela. It's a sign and it's a wonder that was amongst Yisrael. Kedela has he run, says the Rambam, milashon hara, in order to warn people about speaking evil gossip about speaking badly about one another. Tarat is a spiritual disease that comes from one person speaking badly of another. The Mitzora, a person who has Tarat, has done something terrible. He or she has broken down the fibers of the community. The fibers that the Korbanot and the Mishkan experience had sought to bind together. Tarat is the punishment for speaking Lashon Hara, for demeaning people behind their backs, for sowing discord in the community. How can a korban help bind a person to God when that person themselves is busy cutting down other people and cutting down the connection in, within the community, the connection between people and God? The Mita Keneged Mita, the measure for measure punishment for the person who spoke Tarat, is clear. Because this person spread malice in the community, the Mitzorah must leave the community, must leave the camp, and go into a mini-exile, into quarantine. What happens next, though, to the Mitzorah is astounding. 
Rabbi David Foreman explains that a Mitzorah, both from a halachic standpoint of the status of a Mitzorah, is called Avi Avot HaTuma, the source, highest level of Tuma, which is also the same status as a dead body, therefore connects the Mitzorah with somebody dead, but also from a sociological standpoint that the person is forced to leave society, forced to leave the camp. And even from a physical standpoint, from having white and pale skin, the Mitzorah is compared to somebody dead. In fact, the Gemara counts four categories of people who are considered dead, and somebody with Sarat is one of them. If this is the case, then the Toma of the Mitzorah, this state of impurity of the Mitzorah, fits perfectly into our understanding of what Toma means that we explored earlier in regards to the Yoledet. Toma comes from the encountering death, from understanding a missed potential, from being separated from that what makes us grow. Now this can happen for happy reasons like childbirth, for sad reasons like death, or from a spiritual standpoint, when one is not in touch with one's own potential, when one takes themselves from a position of something that's alive, that's growing, that's impacting the world, to a lower status of somebody who has stagnated, who is actually cutting down the world and causing, in a sense, their own spiritual atrophy. And that's what's happening to the Mesora. Now the Mesora goes out, Mitsora goes and lives outside the camp, and and that person is in a quasi-state of death. And that's where their tumma comes from, their lack of potential, their la- their separation from what makes them grow. However, the Mitsora is not dead. They are different from a person who has actually died. This Mitsora still has time to fix his or her sins, to try to rejoin the society that they once tried to undermine. There are a few steps to the Mitsora's purification. First, the Mitsora has to wait outside the camp until the Tzara'at has completely cleared up and the skin is no longer pale. Once it, once it has, the Mitsora is examined by the Kohen and if he or she is indeed found to be pure, the Kohen does a ritual involving a live bird, a piece of cedar wood, and a branch of hyssop, which are dipped into the blood of a dead bird mixed with water. The blood is then sprinkled over the Mitsora. The Mitsora then washes all of his or her clothing, shaves all the hair on his body, and bathes himself. The Mitsora can then re-enter the camp, but he's not finished yet. Even when he re-enters the camp, he has to stay outside his own tent for seven more days, and only then can the Mitsora rejoin his tent, his family life, and fully rejoin the society. If the Mitsora symbolizes the living dead, then the Tahara of the Mitsora is the process of reconnecting him to his potential by helping him realize what he has done and what he has lost. Rav Hirsch points out that the two birds, the one who lives and the one who dies, the one whose blood is mixed with the water, parallels the two Si'irim, the two, the two rams of Yom Kippur, one for Hashem and one La'azazel, one that's given as a korban to Hashem and one that's thrown off a cliff in the desert. The Mitzorah's purification process involves a Yom Kippur moment. Whose side are you on? Which side of yourself do you want to be connected to? The side that cuts down other people, that breaks the fabric of a cohesive society, or the one that builds people up, that binds society together? 
The symbolism of Yom Kippur alerts the Mitzorah to the spiritual purification that is needed to fix his character, to go from somebody who is a living dead to somebody who is fully alive. The Mitzorah then goes through a birth process, shaving his hair like a newborn baby and immersing himself in water like the amniotic fluid. Only then may he enter the camp, but even then, the Mitzorah cannot be a full part of society until he sits outside his own house and contemplates what he has done. What are the factors that build a good society and how the sin of speech that he has committed can tear everything down? When he finally enters his tent, he is a new person, cleansed, purified, reconnected to his own potential, and actually reborn. With this in mind, we can see that the two partio, Tazria and Mitzorah, form a kind of chiastic structure that's an ABBA structure, beginning and ending in the same way with something different in the middle. They start and end with birth. And they, in the middle, there's a loss. The, we begin with the birth of the Yoledet, and then the loss of the baby inside her, which causes Tuma. And then we learn about the Tuma of the Mitzorah, and we end with the rebirth where the Mitzorah becomes a new person. The Yoleda nourishes a baby inside her body and then sends it forth to be part of the world, an independent entity. It's a loss for her personally, but it's a gain for society as the baby will grow up and make its way in the world. The child's potential is boundless and the mother experiences Tuma when she is separated from this boundless potential. The Mitzorah, on the other hand, shrinks the world by tearing people down, by diminishing the potential of others and his or her own potential as well. But the Mitzorah does not die a real death, only a symbolic one, one in which he can assess what he did and purify himself, one in which he can atone, like on the day of Yom Kippur, and be born again, this time his own Yoledet. And that causes not Tuma, but Sahara as he reconnects to his own potential and once again becomes one who builds society instead of tearing it down. Parsha, Tazria, and Mitzorah focus on childbirth and the malady of Tzara'at. The message of these two Parshiot is that we can give to the world in different ways. The, the Yoledet and the Mitzorah are two opposite states. One gives to the world and one takes away but we also have different ways that we give. We can give to the world by producing something, by producing a child, but we can also produce ourselves. We can also rebirth ourselves. The childbirth and sarat are both categories of Tuma and Tara. They're two these two opposite states of being serve as a way for us to appreciate the Beit HaMikdash, but also as a way for us to contemplate what it means to be alive and how to live the most optimal life by building up ourselves and others and creating a cohesive society. Thank you for studying Parshat Tazria and Parshat Mitzorah together with the OU Women's Initiative.